0: A new study found a sharp rise in teen suicide after 13 Reasons Why premiered. We'll have the details. The Presbyterian Church USA's membership took a nosedive last year. And Avengers Endgame broke basically every box office record there is. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. Hey, everyone. tired Aswick here. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All of those stories are coming up, but first, we want to tell you today's episode is brought to you by World Vision's Global 6K for Water. This is a one-day event where people from all over the world walk and run six kilometers, not five, in their own neighborhoods to bring lasting clean water to people in need. When you walk or run World Vision's Global 6K for Water, you provide life-changing clean water to one person in need just through your registration fee. So no matter where you walk or run, you'll be celebrating changed lives. The event takes place on May 4th. The whole team here at Relevant is running it, and we'd love for you to run too. Learn more about how you can get involved at worldvision6k.org. All right, to tell us about today's stories, I Love Him 3000. It's Tyler Huckabee. <laughs> hey,
1: Dazwick, how you doing, man?
0: I'm doing just fine, man. Uh, I love you 3002, buddy. Oh, gosh, thank you. That means so much. Uh, let's, let's start with uh, this Netflix show, 13 Reasons Why. Man, it, it can't seem to duck the bad press. What's going on? <laughs>
1: Yeah, ever since this show first came out and was very successful for Netflix, it has been dogged by a lot of bad press uh, around its handling of teen suicide. And now uh, there's this new report that puts a little bit of teeth to some of the more uh, some of the more negative accusations. So there's this new report that says uh, uh, that there was actually a spike in teen suicide following the release of 13 Reasons Why on Netflix. The report was funded by the National Institutes of Health and was published in the Journal of the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry last week. It found that in March of 2017, the month that followed the show's release on Netflix, there was a 28.9% jump in the number of suicides by 10 to 17-year-old Americans um NPR notes and this is a quote the number of suicides was greater than that seen in any single month over the 5 year period researchers examined
0: wow that is that is pretty startling now the 13 reasons why its depiction of teen suicide is is pretty explicit. Uh, did yes. they find a direct link between the show and this statistical rise in teen suicide?
1: No, and that's crucial, right? Because this isn't necessarily causation, but, but it is a, a very notable jump. Uh, the study author says the results of this study should raise awareness that young people are particularly vulnerable to the media. All disciplines, including the media, need to take good care to be constructive and thoughtful about topics that intersect with public health crises. So we do want to be clear here, and the study's authors were also clear, that there, this doesn't prove that watching 13 Reasons Why is going to increase suicidal ideation, if that's something that you're struggling with. But it's hard to ignore that this is just a very significant jump following the release of a show that was very popular that depicted teen suicide in, some critics say, sort of a, a, a flattering light. Um, and at this point, I do think it's important that we say that if you are listening to this and you are struggling or having thoughts, suicidal thoughts, uh, we hope that you will feel free to to reach out uh, please contact the national suicide prevention lifeline that's 1-800-273-8255
0: Absolutely. Now, Huck, what's happening in the Presbyterian Church USA?
1: Yeah, so the Presbyterian Church USA, this is sort of an interesting, uh, uh, some interesting numbers for him, for them. Uh, the, the PCUSA, as uh, Office of General Assembly, released stats about the denomination's size, and there's some reasons for them to be concerned. Between 2017 and 2018, the church lost 62,000. 375 active members uh, and in 2018 alone this their own stats say this they lost 143 congregations um, and so that is a, a very, uh, that's, those are big numbers, uh, but there's a little bit of a silver lining for them. There is that actually aren't as bad a numbers as they've seen in the past. Um, between 2015 and 2016, for example, the PCUSA lost 90,000 members, so they've actually slowed their decline a little bit, but it's obviously not, have, they're not slowing it fast enough for them to be exactly relaxed here. Uh, Reverend Dr. J. Herbert Nelson II, uh, he's the stated clerk of the General Assembly of the PCOSA, released a statement uh, in which he said that there's actually been an increase in professions of faith and reaffirmations. Uh, they had 22,000 of those last year, whereas the year before, it was just 12,000. So there's some reason for them to be encouraged, but they aren't turning it around very fast. And, and for a institution, a denomination that's as storied and as important to uh, Protestant history here in America, that's very concerning.
0: Hey, look, if you uh, want encouraging numbers, uh, our last story has them. Uh, Avengers Endgame, (laughs) dude. Uh, This movie was expected to crush it at the box office. Projections were about $300 million for its opening weekend, which already would have been the highest grossing opening weekend for any movie ever. But uh, it even outperformed those numbers.
1: Yeah, it, and I'd be interested in getting some of your takes on this, Daz, because I know you follow these numbers pretty closely. But Endgame broke. Uh, it was expected to break a lot of records, and it did. And it broke them even more dramatically than a lot of people thought it would. Uh, 350 million on its opening weekend worldwide in four days. 1.2 billion with a B dollars. That is a. a that is a game-changing number. That, that is a, uh, that's essentially a chokehold on the industry. And critics have long said that Marvel kind of has the industry over a barrel right now with numbers like these. It's just they're getting to the point where other movies can't really compete, um, which is kind of nice since this is the, the last one, at least of this era, of these Marvel movies. But the main question right now for Endgame is will it catch up with Star Wars The Force Awakens uh, and become the highest grossing movie in American history? Force Awakens racked up 936 million domestically in 2015 on the strength of a 247 million opening weekend, Uh, but then it got a lot of repeat audience members, right? So the question will be how many people are willing to come back and watch Endgame again?
0: Yeah, uh, I know that uh, my in theater viewings of that Star Wars movie uh, fill up an entire Infinity Gauntlets uh, worth <laughs> of time, uh, and and this movie Endgame uh, it is great. Uh, I know you loved it, I loved it. It yeah. has huge uh, critical success and and huge um, approval ratings among audiences, but that three hour runtime is uh, is pretty is pretty intimidating to to go back to over and over over again. So I'm curious how, how uh, long its legs are going to be.
1: It'll be interesting to see. They, they had to know that going into this, a three-hour movie would sort of hurt their chances of breaking a, a box office record. But so far, that gamble, I would say, has paid off
0: pretty well for them. Absolutely. Tyler, thanks so much. Thanks, Daz. That is The Daily. To read more about those stories and everything else we're covering today, make sure to check out our homepage at relevantmagazine.com. Also, for the latest, you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at Relevant and on Facebook and Instagram at Relevant Magazine. Finally, don't forget to subscribe to our print magazine and all our other podcasts. We're here every weekday, bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.